Hello and welcome to Divided by Brand, the weekly podcast show for entrepreneurs, business owners and influencers. If you want to learn more about branding, hear from industry experts and first-hand accounts about ways that you might find yourself divided by your own business's brand, then this is the show for you. Join me, your host, Dan O'Cook, a brand identity specialist with over 20 years design experience and founder of Vi Design Co. I'm going to talk everything brand, but more specifically, I want to go behind the scenes of real life brand challenges that businesses and individuals have faced that has left them divided in their mind or divided by the people around them. I want you to learn with me exactly what real life brand divides people have faced and by overcoming them, did they help to create success? It's the show that's going to have a host of different branding stories. I'm going to be speaking with people on personal branding, corporate branding. I want to speak with artists and designers, even streamers. I want to put these guests in front of you and get them to open up about their own brand divides. And I think you'll agree, that's quite enough jazzy intro. Can we just start the show, please? Hello, and welcome to this episode of Divided by Brand. My name's Dan O'Cock, and here's what's coming up on today's show. I've got another guest in my Divided by Brand spotlight today. His name is Creighton Wong, and Creighton is based over in the US, and I think you could probably class him as a bit of a serial entrepreneur. We're going to dive into his backstory, his history. Um, He's got a couple of businesses that he's involved with the moment and I'm quite keen to find out a little bit more about the story behind those businesses and just a little bit more about how he's um, worked on the brand for those businesses but one of the key things that I wanted to get Creighton on the show for was that his his history does not match where he's ended up with his career and I really wanted to see what that defining moment was um, that helped him define his brand almost I'm also going to ask him what he's chosen or who he's chosen as his boldest brand of this episode. Welcome to the show, Crane. It's absolutely fantastic to have you on. I've done a little bit of an intro already, so I've kind of introduced what you're doing and, and, and who you are so that the listeners have had a little bit of an insight, um, just a little insight as to what you do, but we want to dive into that on the show. So we want to kind of hear a little bit more um, of your business journey. But first off, what I get guests to start off with is just a recap of the last few weeks, the kind of things that you've been doing. If you've got three wins that you would class as um, worth talking about, let's let's hear what you've been up to. Yeah, so obviously, you know, things have been crazy for everybody uh, in, in the business world with the, uh, uh, the COVID pandemic and social distancing, you know, and, and what have you. Um, you know, me personally, I got, I got hit uh, uh, a little bit hard with the uh, trickle down effect because a lot of my um, smaller businesses and um, especially the restaurant businesses that uh, we we did we do um, 
marketing for got hit uh, pretty hard. In fact, a lot of them were shut down. So uh, that scrambled things up. And, uh, you know, we've been on the move. Shoot, I, I think I was telling you before the show, uh, <laughs> the neighbors decided to put a put a um, an addition onto the house. So we've we've moved rooms like five that's right yeah we did we had a little chat about that didn't yeah. we and it was um it, it, it's not great in terms of living and working conditions yeah, yeah right? i think we've moved five times in like the last eight, eight to ten days so it's been it's been a little hectic uh having said that you know life goes on and and we've got to keep uh hustling and keep preparing and uh i i actually did a rebrand on my digital marketing uh, business and services and so that's how exponential clients was born because uh you know i, I had some uh, business names where you know we were we were serving niche markets uh for example uh, you know the medical field uh, i already talked about the restaurants and you know and a couple other uh, different niches and then what ended up happening was i kept getting contact from, from people who were uh, outside of those particular niches and Finally, I just said, hey, this is ridiculous. You know, we've got the capacity to serve a, a very wide range of, um, you know, clients everywhere from, you know, your traditional services like attorneys all the way to uh, uh, mm -hmm. strictly online businesses like e-commerce. And it, it just didn't make sense to have a such a tightly niched name. Um, and so, okay. so, yeah, that was the new brand. Well, well, let's, I mean, let's get into yeah. that shortly. But you, I mean, you've certainly not been um, sat with your feet up over the last two weeks. You've been like the rest of us trying to earn some money and uh, keep your head up and, and, and do what you do, right? Yeah, I mean, right? there's no time to be sad. Uh, you know, you, you, you accept um, the present for what it is. And, you know, as, as, uh, if, you, if you watch any of my uh, videos on LinkedIn, I always end it with just keep chopping wood because, you know, that's all we've got each and every day. Try and move the needle forward uh, just a little bit. And I think uh, especially in today's world, boy, man, you know, as, as we're starting to come out of this, every business, every individual person has to start rethinking, okay, what, what does my business mean in this new world? What does my own personal financial mm. stake mean in this you know, in this new world. And um, what do I want to do going forward? Yeah, there's some people doing a lot of rethinking, reshuffling. Um, pivot is a word that I've heard pivot, quite, yeah. a, quite a bit there of lately. Um, yeah, there's a lot of pivoting going on. Um, I think that's just, could be rephrased as panicking, <laughs> but then again, it depends how you approach it, right? Semantic, semantic. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm really, what intrigued me when I did my kind of background on you was that your your kind of education didn't fit with where you sit now. So I'm right, am I right in saying that you've studied animal physiology and neuroscience and you've also been to law school? Yeah, so it's a, uh, it's an eclectic background for sure, but... Well, please, please divulge. How does somebody who studies law end up in the field of digital marketing? I'm intrigued. Well, you know, what I, what I always look at is you, when you go to school or when you take a course, it's half 
about the content that you're learning and trying to master at the time. And the other half of it is learning how to learn because the different disciplines require a different way of analyzing and being good at the material. So as an example, in animal physiology and in neuroscience, uh, it's all, you know, biology is, is when you break it down, it's all about systems. And they're all very, very logical okay. because, you know, whether you believe in God or mother nature or the universe, like it, it's a perfect, beautiful system. And the human beings have a perfect system for human beings. And dolphins have a perfect system for dolphins. And you just go down the entire list and it's absolutely amazing the adaptations that each of them have. And that really isn't unlike each and every business creating the systems that per perfectly work for your ecosystem. And then you get into law school. I love it. And law school is, mm -hmm. is a very, um, and this is in a good and a bad way, uh, but it's a very judgmental, you know, and analytical way of way of thinking. And that's really important in the digital marketing world too, because you know when we when we dive into it, it's you know some sometimes we get clients i do this sometimes myself especially when i was running businesses not related to digital digital marketing it's like you get so close to your passion and to your business you want to make decisions with your heart but it almost takes yeah. that third party or that objective person to sit there and say but the data is telling us this and when the data is telling us this this is how we have to behave. And so it, it's that sounding board to be able to evaluate things and say, hey, look, this is the course of action because this is what the new data is telling us. I mean, I, I've, created, okay. I've created ads that are just absolutely wonderful and beautiful. And then we go test them and it's like, well, that's not going the way we... We planned and we've got, you know, we've got to move and there's that word again. We got to pivot really quickly. We've run ads where in Oakland, California, they're gangbusters and we're bringing in 10, 20 X, you know, the ad spend, ROAS. And what, what then ends up happening is like, okay, we find a similar business in, for example, Dallas, Texas or, or, or Tallahassee, Florida. And and we run a very similar ad, right? We just kind of tweak it a little bit and then it falls flat. And why is that? Well, it's a different demographic and we're speaking to different people. So even though the fundamentals are the same, we actually have to tweak it more, right? Because what's what's in Oakland? Okay. Oakland's a very, very, um, you know, liberal and, and progressive place. And there's one way that you talk to people from the Bay Area Whereas, you know, some other cities are a little bit more conservative. And so the way you communicate with people from other cities are a little bit different. And so you've got to get that in alignment. Well, yeah, absolutely. And the other thing with communication side as well, kind of, we have diverted a little bit away from yeah, the original sorry. question about the whole law school thing. But yeah, communicating your message in branding terms is your tone of voice as well. And there's one if you're marketing and you've you you just want to get clicks sometimes you can find that you write in a specific way that 
you know, you just want to get someone's attention and get that click, but you've got to walk up the line between that and having a powerful brand message that's out there as well. That's the real skill. Absolutely. And, and when I talk about marketing and I preach this to whoever will listen to me, I say, Hey, look, marketing is every single touch point that a person has with you and your brand. And so that's the website, that's the ad you put in the paper, that's, you know, if you you put a booth down at the local fair or festival, it's every time that they come in touch with you. And likewise, and you know this, that means branding is every single touch point that somebody has with, um, with you and your business. Yeah, I mean, if you get that, you've got to get the first part right you know then that leads into your marketing and the brand and the strategy is what what always should come first um let me ask you some questions around what you're doing with business at the minute because you're the ceo of two businesses at the moment am i right i've seen chef metrics and another one which i'm probably going to pronounce wrong um is it is it bomnipotent or i don't know how i pronounce that one there's two companies there and you're, they're, they're all SaaS, so they're, they're heavily focused on providing a service mm-hmm. online, right? And where are you at with them? Because there's that's hard, though, judging and running those, getting those two businesses to a point where you're, you're happy with yeah, them, right? Yeah, so uh, I don't know if you want to call it blind luck or, or, or serendipity, but uh, omnipotent, omnipotent, yeah, whatever you want to call it. Uh, that was my uh, that was my rude introduction into uh, digital marketing. <laughs> uh, it was a bit. Hey, we've all got to yeah. make mistakes, and right? Was, and that was it. <laughs> you know, um, I made the big mistake of you know building this awesome uh, you know little piece of software for individual coaches and uh, um, you know to be able to run you know their entire business. But then I made the mistake of not partnering. That's a key word. I wasn't partnering with my uh, digital marketing firm. What I had done was I had hired them and abdicated the responsibility to them. And quite frankly, they were terrible. And I lost a lot of money on that. And then, and then I had to go pick up the pieces and look at what they were doing, look at what we had accomplished, which was very little, and look at the digital marketing landscape. And and that's how I actually got into it because I was like, this isn't like, this is complex, but it's not. The fundamentals aren't that complex. And so that's when I started really taking a deep dive and studying uh, digital marketing uh, before eventually opening up my own agency. Um, Yeah, as far as, Chef Metrics, it's a it's a great little tool uh, specifically for restaurants, although we, we can see the application working for other verticals like, for example, construction companies. Uh, but what it does it essentially is uh, we are, we're able to take everything that you buy and parse it yep. all out so that I can tell you exactly how much every single plate of food in your restaurant is costing you. And so what ends yeah. up happening is you then can figure out your metrics 
and figure out which which recipes you need to be promoting because because you got a higher margin on it. Which which recipes you need to cut from the lineup because they're not mm-hmm. profitable, and what recipes um, maybe um, you know you know that you can add. Uh, I think it's a great yeah. idea, and I looked and spent quite a little bit of time just looking at it. I thought, you know what, this is, a, this is a good idea. And I'm going to put the link in the show notes so that people can go and have a look themselves. If you run a, a restaurant business, then this, I would say go and have a look because this this can make you money and it can save you money. Yeah, it's both. Uh, it was really it, funny because because we didn't think of it like this when we were originally building it for our client. And... Um, but the head chef came back to me and he's like, do you want to use this for? Do you know what I use this for? And I was like, I was like yeah. You did a and he was, he was like, no, 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 no. So here's what I do. I go to the test kitchen and I come up with, say, the greatest cookie in the world. And I think it's amazing. But before I start sharing it and getting too excited, I run it through Chef Metrics to make sure that I can also sell this to the world. And mm. if, if it's coming in a little bit too high, I tweak the recipe to make sure that it's still just as amazing and just as delicious, but also something that we can be profitable with. And you know what? In the current climate, this sector is one that is seeing the biggest impact and i'm not sure what it's like over in the us but they are the hospitality sector are on their knees over here they're just about to open up but i think this there's just going to be a complete lack of confidence and i guess when they do open up there's a tool like this i mean every penny counts is what i'm getting at so i think you've got a really good idea with this um i think that I think that you could go on to, you know, grow, get some backing. Have you got Have you got a long-term plan for it? I mean, what, what do you hope to, to do with it as a business? I, I mean, so we, we, we built it for our client. It was actually a request. Um, we, we have, we have okay. permission to share it with uh, other, um, you know, other clientele, but, but we built it for a, um, you know, a large chain, uh, you know, bakery uh, because they wanted to, they wanted to get on top of their, uh, their food costs, but also because of that, uh, they were actually successful throughout this this uh, 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 social distancing um, period because they knew exactly what their numbers were. Uh, so whether you're running a business or whether you're running a marketing campaign, it's all it's all about data, 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 and you've got to just mm-hmm. you've got to know what your numbers are. Yeah. Well, look, I, 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 I've kind of probably stayed too long on that one particular project, but it just kind of peaked. I love yeah. projects like that where they make a difference and they're a really cool idea. And, you know, when I get involved with an idea like that, that's, that's exactly what I'm looking for when I work with an entrepreneur is something that makes a difference. And they are the branding projects that, that really get me excited because it's like they've got it in their head what it what it does so they yeah. know what it's going to they know what it's going to achieve i'm going to bring it to life and i'm going to get it in front of the right audience and make exactly. it resonate with them do you know what i mean mm-hmm. so let me ask you then i mean that's kind of one example um that i'm going to put a link in the show notes but your how do you pitch yourself at the minute because there's terms that i can see as a business growth specialist 
Um, You've got your website up there at the moment. Um, Just tell me where you are with your own kind of business journey personally, I think, is where I want to dig a bit deeper. Yeah, like I like I mentioned before, we uh, we we brought all the verticals under one umbrella, and, and that's exponential clients. And really, our, our, our prime focus, because we're a B two B business, uh, is is we, you know, if you want to find me, I'm on LinkedIn a lot, and you know that's where I'm connecting with a lot of high, um, you know, higher level. Uh, people in the businesses that uh, can make the decisions on um, how they want to grow their business. Because here's the thing, and, and this is just the reality of it, is, and you're seeing this during the pandemic, whether you are the most traditional brick and mortar mom and pops business out there, you have to have some sort of online strategy. Even if that's online strategy is just to be bring people inside the door, you still have to have a strategy in place. And, um, you know, so a lot of it is just getting, getting the word out, you know, on that. And, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm posting anywhere from three to five times a week on, on LinkedIn and, and just having some great conversations uh, to come out of that, people people are just asking. They're just saying, like, okay, I I know that I have to do this, but I don't know what it is we're doing. And um, what I always preach is, hey, we've got to do the research on it. We've got to do the research on it to find out mm-hmm. where your unique business has the best opportunity to expand and to grow. It's point number one, and I'm doing a kind of mini series collection on how to launch um, a unique brand identity. And part one is do the research, quite simply. <laughs> you know, if you don't do that. Yeah, you and I are completely aligned on this because I've got, uh, if you go to my website, uh, you can take a free training that I provide uh, called the yeah. Ultimate Business Growth Playbook. And it's just three fundamentals. Right? The tactics are always going to change. So if, if somebody's selling you a tactic that's a, a magic bullet or a one-size-fits-all, run. Just run for the hills because there's no yeah. such thing. But the fundamentals are the same, and the first fundamental is always research, research, research. If you don't do the research, what have you got? I mean, you you do branding, research. What are the like, – like, this sounds so crazy, but what are the colors – that people uh, in you, you, resonate with. without without research you, all you're doing is speculating so it's, it's hope marketing it's, it's worse yeah. yeah you're just you're imagining something in your head that someone would like and you could be way way off the mark yeah absolutely and so and that's when you end up paying for things two three times over um because, <laughs> because well like i did I, I went on fiverr and i got a logo design and and then i and then i downloaded uh or i, I fired up squarespace and sorted myself out a website it's like yeah but what did you do before that before you even got involved in deciding on creative and visuals and yeah, I think there's a whole conversation that we could have around that as well. Um, Are we talking for hours so, on that? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so in terms of um, what I like to ask guests is at the moment where people where you are with your kind of journey and your businesses, I, I ask if you went back 10 years 
and you yeah. met yourself 10 years ago, what would you say to yourself? So you're kind of walking down the pot, you know, go down to the bar or whatever you do in your spare time. You're like, oh, there's me. What, did, what are you going to say to yourself? <laughs> would you make many changes? Uh, you know, I, I probably would tell myself the same thing that I think I was telling myself 10 years ago and maybe even 20 years ago, uh, because because in this sense, I'm a, you know, I'm a little hard headed. But, uh, yeah. you know, one of the one of the quotes that I, t- I tell everybody and really what I'm doing is I'm t- trying to tell myself over and over again is don't let perfect ruin good because we get, you know, so caught up in trying to do everything perfectly and especially in the digital marketing world and likewise in a lot of of different verticals like you can't know everything you can't possibly know everything because there just isn't enough time uh to 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 grab every single piece of knowledge especially now in the internet age where more and more and more is being spit out all the time and so it's just to remind myself that uh this it's it's always a process and whenever we're looking at doing a campaign, you know, for one of our clients, it's always, hey, look, we get the best research in the world and we put together the get best game plan, but that's not where it ends. That's just the preparation. Once we go to the execution phase, we have tons of tools that we use to gather as much real-time data to continue to refine and it's a process it's a process here's the reality of it most ads or 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 most campaigns aren't perfect when they launch but you refine it to get to that perfection okay so you're going to say to yourself carry on following the processes the things that you you picked up that analytical um, way of thinking. Ten years ago, you're still going to say to yourself, "You're on the right tracks here." Absolutely, you know, absolutely. Yeah. I think. Uh, but no, so, but in terms of things that have happened that mm-hmm. now you look back on and think, "Hmm, maybe I would do that slightly differently." <laughs> yeah, it, it, there's an adage in the uh, entrepreneurial world that uh, I should have listened to right off earlier much much okay. earlier it would save me a lot of a lot of money and a lot of heartache i think but tell uh, me. it's uh <laughs> or tell the listeners tell me yeah tell us. It's, it's it's just it's hire slow and fire right. fast you know okay um we're not you're, you're not in a rush so so uh you know i think whenever you're doing an entrepreneurial venture you've got to at the very best as you can uh try and try to learn a task and so that and fail at it so that you at least understand what that task is all about and so if you understand what that task is all about then you'll ask smarter questions in the interview and you'll take your time going through until you find the exact right candidate and then you bring the candidate in you get them started and quite frankly if they're not up to snuff like if they interviewed great but their their work product isn't isn't where it needs to be yeah, you got. I mean, you, you just got to cut bait because your business doesn't have time to let them come around. Well, it's costing you, isn't it? At the end of the day, as a business, for absolutely. something that yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah. So does this stem back to your? Is this hinting towards the experience that you had with a marketing firm? I, I'm guessing here. Oh, absolutely. 
Yeah, okay. you know. Um, I, I, well, I, it. No, it's an interesting insight because yeah. to work with somebody or to work with another business in that capacity, you've you've got to click. Do you think they've got Absolutely. to understand you? They've got to understand the vision, but they've then got to be able to prove themselves and demonstrate their ability in, in what they've just told you that they can do, right? Absolutely. I'll give you two stories, and you tell me which experience you would want if you're if you're trying to hire somebody. So, in story A, a gentleman hires uh, a, a website build and some SEO work, uh, search engine you know optimization work, and then all yep. of a sudden, this the the salesperson she takes off two weeks into the project to go get another job or whatever. And he's talking with the company and they're telling him, yeah, she promised a bunch of things that quite frankly, we're not gonna deliver on. She shouldn't have promised you those things. Well, whose fault is that? She was your agent, right? And, and then I come to find out that uh, he, you know, this gentleman can't do anything about his website, which is terrible because He's stuck in a three-year contract, and they won't let him out of it. Wow. Now, story B is you go and you hire the comp- a company, but before you hire a company, you've gone through you know, two to three meetings where you've taken a deep, deep dive into the opportunity where it's explained to you the why, not the how, the why you know, this is the best opportunity for you to have your business grow. Then throughout the onboarding process, it's very, very high touch so that uh, you understand exactly what is going to be worked on for you. And then on a weekly basis, you get uh, a meeting which updates you on the work that's been done and the progress that is being made on your behalf because the view is not that you're just a number, right? In in story A, you're just a number. In story B, it's viewed as a partnership. So there's a meeting of the minds and you're partnering with, um, you know, with the firm because you cannot grow a business without that partnership. So in story A... It's it's kind of like, it's just... A mutual understanding and courtesy, I think, is probably the best word that I would yeah. throw in there. You know, and so start story A is you know a friend of mine. He's a CPA, and he wants me to redo his website. But he said he said I'm going to have to get back to you in a year and a half once my contract runs out. I was like, God, that's just <laughs> a terrible way of doing. It. And he hasn't talked to that company in over a year. And like, wow. it's just a terrible story. Whereas, you know, story B where it's viewed as a partnership, that's how we decided to structure our business. You know, and by the way, I didn't, I didn't, again, uh, don't let perfect run good. I didn't do this the very first time I, I got a client. I started to understand my clients better and understand what they want to have a better experience working with, with me and working with my team. And so we sat there and said, look, we need to be higher touch and, and you know we don't we're month to month contracts everybody says oh yeah. we're going to commit to six months I'm like cool you're still month to month 
yeah. because we want to earn your business every single month. If you're not seeing the yep. progress or anything done, forget the contract. Yeah. And it's a vested it's vested interest from both parties then. So yeah. you're carrying on because you want them to keep renewing month on month. Um, yeah. And they're happy to do that because you're looking after them month on month, right? Yeah. And to me, that's, that's a brand decision that I learned and then made, you know, throughout the process that, hey, look, I know that I like to be taken care of and I don't like to feel like a number. So by the way, my clients, well, what do they want? They want to be taken care of and they don't want to feel like a number. So we're not not going to treat them like a number and we're going to be very high touch and we're going to, we're going to take care of them. Absolutely. So I think that um, what you're describing there is certainly in the, the first research and strategy part, it's, it's, very much around um, brand values and brand mission. So you're able, the fact that you're able to describe that is great because that should filter down, as you've just described, through every part of the business. And um, do you have plans to grow? Will you take on staff again? Or where are you you sat with with growth at the moment? Yeah, we're, I mean, we're on the upswing. Uh, I've got, our, our team is big and diverse and I mean we can we're I mean we take on we take we, we've got we've got a long list of programs mm-hmm. and we actually implemented uh, recently some some lower end programs uh, so that we can serve the smaller um, the smaller guys in fact we just brought on a uh, um, uh, a kid school a little Montessori school uh, and, you know, right. and so, and so and what we wanted to do is we wanted to price point that at something that was reachable and obtainable, you know, for them. But, you know, mm-hmm. we've also, you know, we've also got on the books, you know, guys that can, uh, um, they're, they're running seven, eight figure e-commerce sites. And we're, you know, we're part of the reason that uh, that's happened. Okay. So you guys, I mean, yeah, you're on the up. And I think when you're experiencing growth, tell me if you agree that it's at that point where any background work that you've done on your brand should really come into effect. So when you when you are working with staff, when they're onboarded, they are made aware of what the brand values are and it's made clear to them that this is how they communicate this is what's expected because that reputation is is their duty it because they are brand ambassadors for you right well absolutely and you know as you know as part of that research 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 is deciding you know what what do you stand for like what's your Mm -hmm. brand all about and so uh by, you know, and you don't actually necessarily need to research that. You just need to sit down in a quiet place and think, what what do I want my brand to be all about? And I mean, what I mean by that is more than just what you do and more than, you know, the results that you obtain, but what's the, the, the experience and the feeling that you're going to deliver? Because once you've got that as a foundational piece, growth becomes easy in the sense that, you always know where your true north stands. And 
because what ends up happening is you get these opportunities that come along and, and you know what to say yes to and you know what to say no to because they align with the direction that you're going because you've set the course. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I, I won't work with clients if they've not done that work before they don't agree to do that strategy work first as part of producing a brand identity because you don't you don't produce the logo or the identity that positions you at number one in your marketplace if you haven't done that work beforehand so i have workshops and i've got a whole host of different activities that i do with clients to to uncover what we're just describing there like your brand identity your your tone of voice the style uh, the values everything that that comes as as that background part of 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 that exercise so yeah it's it's it sounds complicated and i think that's half of the problem sometimes that people are overwhelmed by it they're like where do i start you know it's not permanent (laughs) like you can change and you can pivot as you go along. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, let me ask the question mm-hmm. about um, over the course of the your education, over the course of finding your first jobs, um, and over the course of, of launching businesses, the question I ask is, do you think you can find or define that biggest brand dividing moment? And if I reword it for some guests, it's like the moment, how did you become the person that you are? That brand divided moment. Okay. So the moment was, gosh, probably about eight years ago. And I highly, highly recommend this to anybody who is in any sort of business to spend the 15 minutes it takes to watch this TED talk. And it's a TED Talk by Simon Sinek on how great leaders inspire actions. And uh, what he talks about is so much of us, it's like we meet at a networking event and say, hey, what do you do? I'm a dentist. I'm a lawyer. I'm a e-commerce business owner. I'm a this. And that's what you do. But to really dive deep into branding and, and to build a world-class brand, you gotta go beyond what it is you do. You've gotta go beyond how you do it. And you've gotta dive into why you do what you do. Because that is where the humanization of the brand takes place. And Mm. that is where the connectivity um, between the brand and the clientele is formed and he goes through a lot of just great examples the one that we all know is uh apple i mean apple was apple was ready to fold if they didn't bring back second or uh, steve jobs for a second tour of duty we might not know apple as we know it today i might not be talking to you on my macbook pro and <laughs> it's so- funny because it's weird that you mentioned that um story i i watched steve jobs the film uh, second time through uh, last week okay and uh it's just funny that you mentioned it because it's it's have you seen the film uh no i haven't i gotta i gotta put that on my to-do list is, is it the one on netflix yeah it's okay. on there at the minute i'll put um, it on my to-do 
definitely go watch it. Some, well, it's a great story, as you know, but some some fantastic acting. Um, but you're right, absolutely. He, well, we don't even need to go into the the Steve Jobs story, but I'm, I will check out that TED talk. I've not I've not heard of Simon, and I've not seen that particular TED talk. So you said that was one of your your kind of biggest dividing moments of something that really changed your outlook and, and almost your personal brand. It so changed the way things... I thought about brands. Like, like okay. it's just, it, 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 it's so much, so much of it is outside in, outside in. And really what you need to do is you need to go inside out and yeah. communicate and, and brand and experience it's from the inside out. And, and that really just, it, it was a complete game changer for me um, to go along with that. So I'm from Oakland, California, which is right next to the uh, Pixar studios and, you know, down the road from Apple. And okay. uh, the Oakland Museum had at the time a, um, a show on, on Pixar. And so I remember going to that with my sister because we're both big fans. And I spent so much time in there because I read every single plaque and to see their philosophy on, you know, the animation, it's kind of like the what, it's the technology, it's, you know, and you have all these great artists, but, but they're like, none of that matters. None of the great technology matters unless we create a compelling story, number one, and then we develop even more compelling characters that people can connect with. Mm, and I'm reading this in context of, of Toy Story and how they came up with uh, Woody and, and Light Buzz here. It was I, like, I, I just remember being completely engrossed in that uh, because it's so true. Like we, you know, I can listen to a, you know, so, so for, for example, somebody listening to this talk they're not going to remember everything we say, but they'll probably actually remember the stories that we're telling in here because they're fascinating and they that's how we connect with people. So let me ask you a question about the, the, the kind of brands that you've created and worked with and on over the years. Have you ever felt like, I guess I wanted to say, have you ever felt trapped by one of those brands? So what I mean by that is that you've perhaps launched a brand got so far involved or into it that you're like well this is just what it is i, I feel like I, it's too much to change it right now have you ever f- got to that point with any brands that you've worked with or on uh, i mean my experience has been look you can obviously it is cheaper and easier to change it in the beginning or or towards the beginning but it's not it's not impossible. I, okay. you know, I've, I've worked with brands and, and I go in there and I say, you know, your big, the biggest problem with your brand is that the name of it is uh, geographically limiting. And so if you want to serve people outside of your geographic name, we're probably going to need to rebrand this guy. Okay. And, uh, yeah. and I, I mean, I remember, you know, and this, this is more in the, uh, you know, in the service world, we went through a rebranding. We were a tiny little firm, insurance firm, and I, you know, it was whatever. It was like ten grand just 
to order all the new paperwork, right? The headers, the letters, the uh, business cards and stuff like that. So it's not, yeah. you know, it might be cost prohibitive, but it's not something, it's, it's not something that's ever, ever permanent. But you've never actually felt trapped by anything yourself, right? You've always pushed through or changed it as you see fit. You've never found yourself at odds with, with any of these brands that you've developed, right? No, because if you do the research in the beginning and you really spend the time to think about and imagine what it is you want your business and what it is you want your brand to stand for, then that eliminates a lot of the need to change it down the road. Absolutely. Because you've already well, put in that legwork. It's usually the guys that just go full in and don't think about it and then a year later or 10 years later they're like yeah we kind of need to rethink this a little bit yeah yeah get it wrong bad and um yeah you, you can feel it uh, well basically don't start off on the right foot and uh, you, yeah. you're going to be hopping back quite a few yeah. few but squares it's not permanent. i also want to make that very clear it's not a permanent yeah. thing uh you know there's there's always i mean okay so you look at you look at my brand i mean i'm doing it right now um, and, you know, I've got I've got different brands like More Reservations Now, which is is geared uh, towards the restaurant industry, and uh, Digital Marketer MD, uh, which is directed towards the uh, the medical industry, and a couple other brands. And you know, and and I finally just said, you know, gosh, I, I mean, I've got financial clients, e-commerce, like I've got all these different types of clients. It doesn't it just doesn't make sense to put them under these sort of niche brand names maybe i lose a little bit on it but i mean i'm not i'm not that worried about it i'm not losing okay yeah well let me turn that question on its head then um because i was saying have you felt trapped by a brand but have you ever worked on a brand and delivered and then been like overwhelmed by the success of it like have you ever done some work or being involved in your own brand and going, we got this right. This is, I'm like blown away by it. Yeah. I, I mean, I, again, I, I just think if you, if you are thoughtful and purposeful, then you can be really proud of the work that you, that you do and, and put out there. I mean, so if you're if you're a small little solopreneur and, and you're just uh, you know you're on a tight budget, then yeah, that logo from Fiverr might that might do the trick. But if you've got a little bit more of a budget behind you and and you've got a little bit of time to really uh, think deeply about it, uh, then you know spend that time to really really think and uh and get it right um so i guess what you're saying is invest at the beginning and you'll pay the dividends further down the line right yeah well and also be aware that you get what you pay for because if if somebody's if you're somebody's going to do your logo for 25 bucks there's not going to be a whole lot of thought it's literally they're just they're just pulling pieces and, and, and plugging them together by the way if you're doing this Right, and we did this, and this was this was a ton of fun. But um, you, you know, we were we were doing we were doing a logo, and we were doing Fiverr too. And I threw the logo up on uh, social media, 
Uh, I put it as a Facebook post. I couldn't believe how many people were, oh, this was for Chef Metrics, by the way. How right. many people decided to jump in and, and give their, their thought process? And some of them were branding experts. Some of them were actually in the restaurant industry. And we got so much valuable uh, uh, feedback on it. So we did it for cheap, but then we got the expertise of all these, the, this vast amount of people. And, and we, we had contests and we were voting for it. And we ended up with a, with a logo that we really liked for it. And we didn't spend a whole lot of money for it. Um, but, uh, you know, I don't, I don't particularly do a lot of logos and, and quite frankly, I, I can't really afford to do it. a lot of logos because I do so much thinking to do a deep dive to just make it so uniquely special for that business and that person. Okay. Um, I, I want them to have something that uh, that's really deeply meaningful to them. Okay. That's interesting. It is. Um, and obviously the logo is just one part. It's yeah. It's yeah. It's just, it's just part, part of the, the logo brand. goes into the other branding parts, which for example is like, okay, what's, what's your color scheme? How are we going to, are we going to match up the color scheme here to make it, you know, to make yeah. it all come together and, and, and fit together. Absolutely. Well, listen, we're, we're kind of hitting that point in the show okay. where the last question that I ask, it's not even a question, it's the feature, I guess, the, the point where I go, <laughs> have you chosen and have you got a, a boldest brand for this episode? Yeah, and uh, this is going to be kind of a unique answer. Uh, I think I told you that before the, uh, the show. And, I love unique and I'm, I'm looking forward to this one because you said it's unique it's a little bit different so you've yeah. already kind of piqued my interest and I, I want to know so come and, on tell us all and I'll put a little <laughs> backdrop on this I think this is really important especially right now in this post COVID pandemic world in this post George Floyd death, you know, world, um, as we're going through the, the social unrest and the social distancing and all these different things are happening. And the boldest brand is you. And the boldest brand is me. Because it, it, it is your personal brand. And I believe sincerely that every single one of us has to think of themselves as a personal brand and what we stand for individually and this started way back when i was a kid i used to work uh i was in the boiler room because my dad worked for uh shearson lehman brothers and uh right. you know bear stearns he was a broker and so he would get me the summer job and i would go in there and uh i would, I would dial for dollars for all the brokers and okay um, but but what i what i came to learn and understand is that my dad always had a job because as long as he always had a book, as long as he always had a book of clients, they could find him a desk somewhere, you know, in their firm. Be mm -hmm. and, and in that sense, he was his own personal brand because all those clients, they weren't signing up with Cherson Lehman Brothers. They weren't signing up with Bearson. They were signing up with him and they were trusting him with their money, with their future, with their investments. That's the big responsibility. And so 
you fast forward to today and you know obviously like you and I we both we're in the marketing world uh, we have a lot of marketing uh, colleagues and I was I was watching my, my colleagues you know almost call out like these big brands and ask them about what what's their position what's their stance and what's this and, and and it really got me thinking introspectively and I was like well first of all for a long time we've all needed to think about ourselves as a personal brand and then also the big brands aren't the ones that affect change it's all of the individuals that put the pressure on them to make the change and you, you know you take the NBA for example the NBA is considered the most progressive sports league um, of all the sports leagues okay. the NBA also tolerated a racist owner in Los Angeles they all knew he was a racist for a really long time but they didn't really get rid of him until he number one embarrassed the league and number two this is more important started costing them money because sponsors were going to start backing out right okay. as soon as and somebody has some some kind of financial effect everyone yeah. seems to pay attention <laughs> and it's the same thing here if you really look at the landscape with with all the social media and and this you know and the fact that we have just about anything we want at the tip of our fingertips with google and uh, siri and um, alexa we can find out just about anything we want to do on any particular brand and so what we need to do is number one, <clears throat> we need to figure out what our personal brand is. What do we stand for? What do we believe in? What do we not tolerate? And then, and this is where I think this is going, we need to align ourselves with brands that match you know, our, our ideals and our vision and our, and our belief systems. And if we, we feel like it's not aligned, and stop giving them money. That's because that's the that's the biggest voice that we've got. I really like where you've took this actually, because you know you've said you or me, your personal brand, the listener, uh, as as a brand, it's your reputation. And when I'm going to tie that back into your father, the reason that he was getting the calls or the reason he was able to go find work was because his reputation. Uh, preceded him right absolutely and and so so if again, you get that you know, personal we, you get the personal brand right visually even <laughs> not mm -hmm. even i mean he didn't have a website he wouldn't have had a website he wouldn't have had a logo but no 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 it was <laughs> before websites this internet. is just meeting yeah. people and yeah. them getting to know you that's that's a that's a start of a brand and by the way, it's the exact same process as if you were creating a, um, you know, a, 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 you know, a business brand, right? Mm -hmm. Sit down, quiet place, put your no noise canceling earphones on, whatever you've got to do, and think about it. You know, when you think about where our business, we want our business to go. Think about where you also want to go uh, from a personal level. And again, what, what do you, what is it that you want in this world? What what are you not willing to tolerate anymore? Um, and, you know, and then that's how you and me and all of us can really start to affect change in this world. 
It's a deep one. It is. I'll give you that. For a Friday afternoon when we're recording this, we've <laughs> we've certainly gone very deep. Well, it's Friday afternoon. It's Friday afternoon for me. I think it's uh, late on in the evening, but. I think the listeners could be thinking, what are they, are they? Are they drinking on this episode? But I can rest assured there was no alcohol consumed before this interview. Uh, on no, my side, a anyway. Cocktail in my very near future here, <laughs> but uh, we'll see. <laughs> awesome. Well, listen, I'm going to draw things to a close here, Creighton, because I think I think we've covered some really fantastic topics and gone deeper than I was expecting on on a number of things. It's been really interesting to hear you know how you've how you've changed how you've adapted um how you actually work with brands um and how you certainly perceive personal brand and i love that you've you've kind of pitched that as the boldest brand of the episode we've not had one like that so you are unique and that's your brand so listen i just want to say thank you very much for coming on the show thank Um, you for having me it's been an absolute yeah it's been an absolute pleasure been fun it's been fun we i you know those listening know that uh the two of us could probably ramble on brands for for hours on end but uh but i think we've got it nicely packaged in here and and a lot of good nuggets for people to uh, take home absolutely well listen thank you very much thank you So here we are, the end of another episode. If you want to read more about my own work or my business, or if you feel like applying to be a guest on the show, which I am looking for new guests, if you feel like anything on the show has resonated with you on any level, please get in touch. You can do all of this via my website, which is danielocock.com. You'll be able to listen to more episodes on there. You can see some of my designs, some of my illustration work as well. You'll also find all my social media channels. So I'm on Facebook, I'm on Twitter, and there is some stuff on Instagram. You'll be able to engage with me directly on there. The podcast itself is available to download via most of the major platforms out there. So thinking Spotify, iTunes, things like that. If you like the show, then please don't forget to hit share and it'd be great to read a review or two from yourselves and just to tell me what you think about the show. I will read some of those out at the end of each episode and I'd like to give some special mentions and thanks to anyone who does take the time to write one. And on that note, I just want to say thank you for listening to this episode. And remember, if you're not proud of your brand, how do you expect anyone else to be? (laughs) 